Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode of the Estee Lalonde Show. I'm your host, Estee Lalonde, and today we're speaking to Jill Irwin, the founder of She's Lost Control. She's Lost Control is a modern spirituality brand. I wanted to find out a little bit more about Jill's own personal spirituality journey and how she turned her passion into a business. When editing this podcast, it reminded me of something my driving instructor in suburban Canada said to me once. All you're going to need to know is where I'm going to go and how I'm going to get there. Hello, Jill. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I always love talking to you when I get to look at your beautiful haircut. Oh my God. My haircut. I you can barely see my eyes because of lockdown I haven't been able to get it cut <laughs> for the people just listening Jill has how would you even describe your well, hairstyle at the minute it's like an overgrown bowl cut <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah it's, it's really cool I really love it, it. Oh, thanks <laughs> Um, so Jill, I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk a little bit about not only what you do now, but a bit about your spiritual journey and how this whole kind yeah. of thing started. So maybe let's start by telling everybody who you are and that sort of thing. Yeah, I never know how to, how to describe myself, but so my name's Jill and um, I'm founder of a brand called She's Lost Control, which is a modern um, spirituality brand. Um, we kind of call it a conscious lifestyle brand for modern soul seekers is the kind of tagline. <laughs> but um, I started that way back in 2014 with um, one of my best friends, Cheryl. And it was it began as a, um, a bit of a passion project, really. Um, it was kind of where I was, where Cheryl was at, our, at the point of that. We were at that point in our lives where we were kind of, I suppose, pretty burnt out. Um, both like hectic jobs, um, starting on a bit of a spiritual journey, starting on a bit of a transformation. And I think SLC, which is what we call Chase Loss Control, is kind of, it's become that sort of the journey of discovery, really. So it's kind of been my journey. Uh, Cheryl's now left, actually, she left about a year and a half ago because she, uh, she's a bridal designer as well so she she kind of the two worlds weren't fitting together anymore so she now makes amazing dreamy wedding dresses before we go any further what you were just saying was about burnout what did your burnout feel like what is burnout I know it's a word that gets kind of thrown around a lot but what does it actually feel like because I think I'm going through it right now I kind of hit a rock I was in the fashion world so I was a buyer for like nine years actually working for Arcadia so it's really sad to see that they are 
kind of gone into administration yesterday, I just felt like I was kind of running on empty all the time. I was getting to the point where um, stress was really manifesting itself in the physical form. So I was getting um, a lot of vertigo. Um, I was having a lot of back pain, shoulder pain, um, and then verging on kind of panic attacks. And it just got to... it wasn't necessarily the stress of the work for me, but it was more um, this kind of underlying knowledge, I suppose, that I wasn't really on the right path. And I'd always been like, left uni and was like, right, must be, must work in fashion, must be a buyer. And then when I got to that stage to be a buyer, I hadn't really thought about, oh, what's next? That I didn't want to be a buying manager. I didn't want to kind of progress in that world anymore. And it just felt quite meaningless. So it was that kind of lack of purpose and lack of, meaning and not kind of knowing what direction I felt quite lost so for me that's kind of how it how it kind of transpired I think I know that feeling of running on empty and the weird thing about it is you know you can run on empty for years yeah you really can and and it feels like okay if I just maybe relax this weekend I can hit the ground running again on Monday and then you know you don't relax on the weekend and you don't even know how to relax and then Monday comes and you're back at it and it's just eventually it adds up and you know anxiety panic attacks all these physical things is is, are just kind of outward signs of it but it's almost an intuitive thing wouldn't you think to know that you are completely completely it's you I always think for me intuition is the biggest is the the biggest thing so it's kind of I always follow intuition synchronicities it's always it's something that's kind of led me throughout my life really on my path so it's kind of looking out for just really trusting your gut because it really does know best and Mm -hmm. um, really leaning into your intuition whenever you're kind of feeling vulnerable as well I feel like when you're in a vulnerable state and when you're in a state of um like stress or panic, I sometimes feel that your intuition can be really more on point. What is intuition? It's really truly knowing yourself and really kind of look, being able to look inward and really inwardly understand what it is that your soul needs. So it's on mm. a kind of, it's really on a, on a soul level. I've always considered myself to be an intuitive person, not in the sense that I'm a psychic or anything like that. I just mean connected to myself, I know when things are off, you know, but a lot of people have struggles identifying the difference between intuition and anxiety and fear and all those things. How do you differentiate between fear, anxiety, intuition? I think that fear can often be an indicator from your intuition. It can also often be a kind of sign that there's something not aligned and there's something that you're not necessarily listening to the that little voice in the back of your head. I, I always think about um, listening to that niggle. What, what is it? And that niggle can sometimes um, manifest in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, we, if we're feeling fear, then it's quite often it's something that's not, there's something that's not really truly aligned for it's us. It's kind of like when you enter a new relationship and you like the person or whatever, and something happens, they might do something and you're yeah. like, ooh, that's a bit weird. <sighs> But you let it go and you ignore it, but you know, and it's like, you've chosen to ignore that, but then say you're together for three years, you break up and you're like, I should have just listened to that voice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Trusting it and honing in on that, I think. So anyway, you experienced burnout, you were listening to your intuition and your best friend was doing the same thing. Yeah. And we, um, I was doing a lot of traveling actually at the time. So I was back and forth to 
India and LA quite a bit and I started to kind of dip my toes into the kind of alternative wellness world um, mainly through being exposed to it in LA um, and found that there was a lot of stores out there especially actually Spellbound Sky and the guys in there were great and there's just nothing like that in in the UK and at the time I was retraining as a jeweler um, because I decided I was going to leave Bayern and I wanted to have, do something more creative. So I was retraining as a jeweler and um, getting myself ready to make this leap to leave, to leave the Bayern world. I just had this thing in my head that I didn't fit in, basically. So I started to be, I was into crystals a little bit. I was starting to get into them. I'd always kind of loved them as a kid and I've always kind of, my dad had, used to have this huge encyclopedia with all these minerals in and I was obsessed with it. And my uncle is a scientist and he um, used to grow minerals. So it's always been something that's been there in the background. But I suppose my fascination was more with the um, symmetry and the, the, these amazing like, nature's art. This like nature's art, basically, that these rocks can grow in these colours and amazing, amazing shapes. And I was just kind of transfixed with that. But then I started to kind of understand more of the healing side of it. And so really it was kind of leaning into crystals that kind of started my journey a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, me and Cheryl were just like, should we just do, let's just do a pop-up. Let's just start to create a community where people can experience these events and also um, buy the products. So that was kind of when it was born. That's always kind of the story of a lot of businesses of, mm. you know, you either like saying to yourself, should I just do it? Or saying to your yeah. friend, like, should we just try it? Yeah. And there's not really much at stake. Yeah, exactly. And we were just like, yeah, let's give it a go. And back then, so this is like 2014, we really struggled to find like practitioners or healers to do events with because it was such a new thing. And it was, it was kind of still back then, it was still, it hadn't kind of changed to this more sort of modern wellness. It was very much still perceived as um, like crushed velvet and like that kind of more hippie sort of vibe, which was where I felt I didn't I felt uncomfortable in that scene for me going into a like a sec, like a um, new age store from the 70s or something I, I just felt intimidated and I just felt like I didn't fit in I didn't know enough information I didn't know what I was doing and so from day one the biggest thing for us was to create this space that felt accessible so that's always been like the number one thing so that you kind of you could walk in the door or see us on Instagram, whichever it would be, and you don't feel intimidated. You feel part of the community. So that's been like, that's been so important from day one, which is kind of why it's sort of gone down that sort kind of um, more modern sort of route. So it's accessible for people. And then it just kind of in the last year and a half or so, it's like really sort of exploded into this incredible community of, um, well, just healers practitioners but then we've also got obviously the community of people who join us for everything and it's just kind of really beautiful yeah well I'm sure you have a lot of ideas as to why it's kind of had a boom um I think from my point of view what you said earlier about how you went to these stores in LA and it was much more of a thing there there yeah but there was nothing like that in London and as someone who First of all, I'm Canadian, but I feel like I have an understanding of North American culture and I spend yeah. a lot of time in New York and LA and stuff like that. And then I'm in L London. I live in London. London's my favorite city, but I'm like, 
London is lacking a lot and yeah. very behind in a lot of things, especially in wellness categories. Do you yeah. think it's a cultural thing? Yeah, and I mean this so lovingly. A hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, completely. So there's like, I feel like, um, cause this, we started in 2014. So that's like six years ago. And I just, every year I think, oh yeah, okay. This, the big guys are going to come along now. Who's, who else is coming here? And there's never really been anything else similar kind of crop up and nothing. I just, I know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts, but, um, I think, yeah, being typically British and being typically cynical, I feel like that is kind of um, a lot of people are quite um, like yeah, cynical, standoffish. Energetically a bit closed. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. And I don't want it to get misconstrued, but it's there. I just think it takes a lot of pulling from yeah. somebody with an interaction yeah. with somebody who's like typically British in that way it's yeah it's not as forthcoming is that just because of the upbringing here I think so it, I feel like there's a lot um I have to do a lot of convincing I suppose might be the right word um even like to like, my closest fam like my family and my, and my close some of my closest friends is to um okay sound healing because I'm trained as a sound healer but I actually just do it for myself I don't kind of do it do sessions it's more like my own sort of private practice with that as an example having to explain the science of it on a cellular level to family and friends to kind of get them to be like all right okay yeah Yeah. I understand what it is that you do (laughs) or like with crystals having to kind of really um drill down on exactly the atomic structure and why why it could be possible and can you just open your mind a little bit to receive that yeah I think that's very accurate and I also think I really love all this stuff you know I I enjoy sound healing I like crystals and this sort of thing Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need there to be proof it's more just how does it feel to me how does it resonate for me and that's how I approach wellness and I think a lot of people here are just like well that couldn't possibly work and scientifically it can't but it's like yes I don't even know if you need the science like it's just a tool yeah to for self-exploration kind yeah, of exactly um, in order to dip their toes in and, and kind of experience that tool or utilize the tool they kind of it's getting over that initial hurdle for yeah. them it's just reminded me of uh, i think not last year the year before we did um he's lost he's lost control and we did a series of sessions for men's mental health i had a lot of guy friends who'd mentioned that they were suffering from stresses at work and things but they were too intimidated or scared to go to um, meditation so this was just men only and we set up all these sessions breath work and it was it was honestly it was unbelievable some of the feedback that we got after that we got afterwards and they were like oh my god I can't I can't believe this is just I feel amazing afterwards there was a chef in there there was a, a barman in there and they kind of all really connected and they felt safe in that environment because they were with like, like-minded people who hadn't experienced it before, who probably mm-hmm. walked through the door as a cynic. And right. so they felt safe and comfortable in that, in that environment with their, with their mates. You're right. It's getting over that initial thing and that initial hurdle and in that initial letting go. Mm. And I mean, I, I think we're all feminists here. And I really feel like something lacking is that space for men because mm. they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do with these feelings. Yeah. They don't yeah. talk in the same way. Um, 
to their friends. I mean, that's just my opinion. So I'm really yeah. glad to hear that that went well. You should do more of those. Yeah, you should do them again. We were actually going to do them. I can't even think what year we in this year, but obviously with lockdown, we couldn't yeah. do well, any of that. I think there is a shift happening in the collective consciousness, whatever yeah. you want to call it, of people just realizing something's got to give. Do yeah. you think that's also part of why things are doing well for you at this time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a whole, there's a complete shift um, or a kind of an awakening. Um, a lot of people waking up with the lockdown as well. A lot of people thinking, okay, why has this happened? Um, reason into it for various, various other reasons and thinking, okay, this is my opportunity to make a change. I think a lot of people want to make a change. A lot of people want to try these things, but they, they haven't got the time and they haven't had the space or they haven't had it like in the comfort of their home, for example. So now with um, lockdown, we've all been able to kind of um, experience different um, sessions and not kind of, it's been easier. You don't have to have your video on. People don't even have to see you. You can just join a gong bath, try out for the first time and see if you like it. So there's not as much pressure. There's not as much pressure on you. It's kind yeah. of definitely made that shift a lot easier. And we're, we're also, obviously, there's so much going on and we're moving from that kind of much more like patriarchal um, society into the more sort of matriarchal. And that, that is kind of where we, where we really are, like going from that Piscean season um, or to Aquarius. So we're kind of really on the verge of that quite big shift from really sort of, you know, men rule in the roost to, <laughs> to us <laughs> well I love Aquarian energy I'm a Leo so it's like my oh, opposite yeah. like I don't know what the hell you call it but it's like my opposite sign on the chart or whatever and I'm, I'm Aquarius Leo. rising yeah Leo, Leo's are the best I mean the I would best. say that <laughs> I'm a Leo rising but I always, oh, good. My, I love a bit I, I always recognize when the Leo <laughs> It's great. <laughs> we do stand out from the crowd. Can we talk about tarot? I don't know how much you love tarot, but tarot was my kind of first, no, not first, because I've been into this for a while, but it was the first big tool that I started to notice a shift in how I was responding to things and mm. how I was using it. And I don't rule my life by the tarot cards, but you know, something as simple as pulling a card and journaling about that yeah that's so amazing. helpful is that yeah. a good way for people to get into something like tarot yeah 100 percent. yeah pulling one card. i would say just pulling one card a day like what you said and um using it as a meditation prompt or using it and asking a question if there's something that's on your mind i i always feel that because i pull a tarot card every day and I'm, I'm quite often surprised with sometimes the answers that i get back it makes me think about the situation in a different way that I might not have normally considered. Mm -hmm. um, so it really does help you kind of mysticism aside, it really does help you um, look at things in a different way and open your mind a little bit to other possibilities or, or look at a different way to manage a certain situation. Mm. So when people come into your store, who is your typical customer? Is it people just walking by? Is it people who really hunt you down? Is it people who have a couple of questions but aren't really sure? What do they even ask when they come in? <laughs> it's a real combination, actually. So we've got a real like, solid, loyal following who will just come in for chat. And they might be coming in to talk about the Gemini full moon. Or because of where it is in Broadway Market, it's kind of perfect location. So um, a lot of the the people around there it's all kind of 
East London hipsters and you know they're all they're all into this kind of thing as well so it's it is a trend as well it's kind of a trend that's been bubbling up for, for a while not to take it away any sort of integrity integrity but it but you know it, it is um, there's this whole crystal craze so we get a lot of kind of hipsters in who just want to ask a few questions and and probably want to get they might have a rose quartz already and now they want to get something else they might get a citrine so there's those kind of curious like the um the curious crowd and then there's um quite an older crowd as well so um parents buying buying for their for their daughters or sons or just people who've used crystals um or who've been into alternative wellness all their life and you know now they've got this amazing new store on their doorstep so they're kind of coming in but it's, it's it's such an interesting space to be in for, for the day because there's so many characters come in and everybody is so kind of open and we never really get anybody um, who's really confrontational in any way. It's always kind of really, it's really nice. That's nice. And I'm sure you learn a lot from the people coming in as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so much, so much. So if you look at your business when it first started compared to now, and now obviously, you know, you said the trend is bubbling up and yeah, I get, I get that that's a trend. And there's also so many other brands in your stores. You don't just sell crystals, you know, yeah. you sell bath and body things, you sell, yeah. you know, the tarot cards, you sell books and everything else. Do you think there is that an issue, you know, a goop type issue where people are marketing wellness products as like a cure all for anxiety and whatever else? Do you think that's an issue? And are you conscious of that when you're buying for your own store? I think it can be a little bit. Yeah. I think that the, especially, I know you're saying I sell lots of different things, but crystals as an example, um, cause it's quite a good example. There's a lot out there where you can just buy this crystal for love, buy this crystal for look, whatever it might be, um, without really truly understanding um how to use it and what it actually what it actually means and you know like what does it mean that this crystals for luck how can it possibly magically bring luck into your life it it's this is why there's cynics out there because you know that does it does sound a bit like come on really um but actually if you kind of really go into it it's it, it's about um it's about the color that it vibrates at so it vibrate it's yellow vibrates at a certain frequency which is the same as our solar plexus and that's how it targets our solar plexus and it flushes out um it flushes out stagnant energy in that area which is where we carry a lot of our anxiety um and, and a lot of kind of um we always have that that gut feeling it's all it's all held in our solar plexus and so by releasing that energy, that's when we can then open more space to bring more abundance in. So it's not necessarily that it's about realigning our chakras and about kind of really flushing through the energy flow. So it's not necessarily that this is this little crystal here is just going to bring luck into your life. Just put it on on your bedside table and um, you have to work with it and you have to really kind of think of it as something that amplifies your own thoughts and your own intentions and work with it in that way so it's a, it's a tool for meditation that can really help you go inwardly rather than just this little thing to pop in your handbag and I think that explaining this to customers really kind of helps helps them on their journey as well because there's a lot of information out there that you know you could just think that you just get a crystal for love or look or whatever it might be and that's it it's all you have to do but it's 
it's not really it's about working with it and it's, it's about kind of really doing the work yourself really i think that's a perfect example i like to have crystals i'm actually wearing one of your necklaces but you know it's not so much exactly about okay i bought this crystal and i'm gonna put it in my bra and i'm gonna walk around with it and everything's yeah. gonna be okay yeah exactly. <laughs> not really wellness is work i even in my own career get a lot of comments from basically people saying you know just because you wash your face every night doesn't mean that's self-care it's like <laughs> No, it doesn't. This is a facet of my larger, you know, I have a larger self-care situation going on, my bigger wellness picture, but this is something that I do as a tool to help me refocus, mm. chill, you know, set my own intentions. And yeah. I think that's a really good point is, you know, when people come in and they just have a couple of questions, like what, I have this crystal, what should I get next? Mm. It is a journey and it's, exactly. um, one of those things that just goes on and on and on throughout your whole life really i would assume yeah yeah completely i always think of slc is a is my journey as well it's kind of you know i didn't know all the answers when i started and i certainly don't know all the answers now but it's kind of you know as i dip my toes into new in new areas and so will the business a little bit so it's kind yeah. of you know it's just kind of all about really like transforming and transforming me my transformative journey but also everybody else's transformative journey that's part of yeah. our community yeah i think that's also a reason why slc has been so successful is because you and you know the people that are working around you aren't kind of standing behind that desk like do you want to know the answer to how you're gonna you know cure all your problems yeah it, exactly it's, it's, it's real it's real and i think you know when i when i've because I feel like I've been into three of your stores now, but <laughs> yeah, you probably have. I've been to the, the one that was the on original. the corner. Yeah. The original. Yeah. And then I went to the one at the other end of Broadway market and then yeah. you just moved again. <laughs> so I've been to this all of This is the them. forever home, this one. We've still got the original one, but we'll reopen okay. it for events again, I think at some point. So I came into the first store because someone had set me up to see Tamara. Yes. Who, by the way, is um, she was Wolf's sister, but she's not anymore. She just goes formerly known as Wolf's sister. (laughs) Uh, Formerly, yeah. So she read my tarot cards. That was the first time I had my tarot cards read, and I walked into your store, and you know, I was like a regular customer. I saw I I was looking at it. I just walked in, and I was like, "Ooh, look at all these witchy books that I'm interested in. Look at these. (laughs) Look at this." And then I just felt it was there was an ease to the environment. Amazing. And I think even as you've grown and you know, you're in your gorgeous shop now, it doesn't feel intimidating. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, so I think you've yeah. nailed that. That's amazing. That, yeah, that has always been the, prim- the, the primary goal. And also just making sure that everything that we sell and everything that all the experiences have complete meaning and integrity behind them, which is what we've just started doing with uh, like a lot of the products are sustainable. And we have um, a whole social enterprise called Crystal Clear, which I don't know if I've mentioned to you before. But it's been like two years in the making. And it's basically to try and regulate the supply chain for crystals. Yes. It's an outdated system. It's outdated supply chain and there's no regulation at all. Like you can't get, there's no such thing as fair trade. Um, And I've just been working on it relentlessly because it's really important to me that we have real sort of profit with a higher purpose, I always call it. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, we've got a business. Yeah, we've got financial goals, but actually what's, equally as important are is the environmental and the social goals as well and so we really um we always balance all three and um that social side of it it was became really evident that we we had to do something about um about the crystal industry so i've been working relentlessly on that over covid we just sent two thousand dollars to a community in brazil so we're kind of really working on the ground with community mining communities to help support them through through COVID and things like that. So it's, yeah. Is that something you get asked from your customers is like, is this crystal responsibly sourced? Is that something people are asking? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we get get asked a lot. And I kind of advise anybody who's buying crystals to to keep asking. There's a lot of kind of greenwashing out there as well. Um, And the, the truth is, you know, crystals... The sort of crystals that we buy and that um, we use in the well- wellness industry, they're not mined with big explosives and it's, it's not as bad as kind of precious stones in the jewellery industry or gold or even the minerals that we use for our iPhones. It's, a, it's, it's nowhere near as extreme as that. However, you know, it's still, it's not transparent. So it needs cleaning up. It, it needs, we need to talk about it. So we're trying to, we're on a mission to kind of lead the dialogue on that a little bit and just really keep talking about it and just really open the conversation. And we give a percentage from SLC to Crystal Clear for all sales. So everything that we sell in store goes towards Crystal Clear, which is then working on the ground with these communities in um, Africa, Brazil. But yeah, It's really interesting because um, I know every time I like talk about Palo Santo, for instance, people yes. are like, you shouldn't be buying Palo Santo. Is that responsibly sourced Palo Santo? But how do you make sure that things like Palo Santo is being sourced? I mean, we all know the situation with Palo Santo, but we all love it so much. Well, Palo Santo, there's, there's, 
there's a bit of an issue with it actually in that there's two different types of palo santo i can't remember the full like latin names for them but um there's two types one is used for furniture and one is used for the sacred ceremony which is what we what we burn the first one is endangered 100 percent endangered but the other one that we use you can get it sustainably sourced and we get ours from a community in Ecuador and we, we replant, we are part of a replantation program. And just in speaking to the, um, the owner of, of that plantation recently, he actually is concerned with all these memes on Instagram because um, it's having an adverse effect because the drop in demand of Palo Santo means that they've been farming it and, and selling it and um, trading it for hundreds for years and years it sustains their livelihood basically and when that demand falls it means that they can't keep the land and that's when illegal loggers come in and that's when they they clear the land for cattle farming and stuff so there's a lot of palo santo um areas that are actually being cut that trees are being cut down for cattle and for agriculture and things so it's it's actually demand we need to keep demand up <laughs> as long as it and the, we've got a big piece on our website all about it actually it, talks about the whole um process how it's how it's um collected and how that's it's actually so interesting for me and i think like you know i've seen all the memes and not only the memes but i get attacked by my yeah. actual audience being like how dare you use this da, 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 da. but it's like these memes go around and you know i haven't done the research either i just i yeah. see the memes too and i do a yeah. quick google and that's what i see but i think that's such a good point like there isn't really a sort of consistent resource where you can look to and see like is this yeah. even true yeah um, exactly but that there is a few there's a few there's a really good um new york times article on it actually that, that puts the record straight and it's got all of the references and um i think i referenced that in our in our there's a piece on our website that references that as well so it's okay the, the information is, is there if you wanted to be, if you wanted to read it. And it kind of leads me into my next question, which is about cultural appropriation. Mm. So, you know, being witchy and all of that is from a lot of ancient traditions. So for instance, I'm not allowed to burn sage. This is what my audience tells me. So how do you go about this kind of thing, but also be respectful? Me and Tamara were talking about this recently, actually, as well, because it you know it is something that comes up quite a lot um and it goes back to just weighing up all the all the different factors again and just kind of looking at the whole balance of the situation i would say just californian we work with different communities each time depending on they're all part of the same group but it just depends on um what's available at that time so we work with them to kind of sustainably harvest that it's about connecting to the ancient tradition and truly understanding it and like for instance, I think it was about 1970 when it got um, it got legalized to burn sage. So it used to be it used to be illegal. Native Americans have suffered years of burning sage, and it's been illegal. So it's so for us to just get in from work and just burn a bit of sage because we've had a shit. Let day. me cleanse my space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so annoying. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so doing it so haphazardly like that is, um, you know that's not great we should we should take the time to kind of understand the origins and smoke cleansing is a very different thing to smudging for instance so smudging is a sacred ceremony and there's a lot involved in it so it's not the same as just simple sage sage smoking so in sage smoking itself is done with a lot it's a lot of um, different cultures around the world as well so it's not just necessarily um from native american but we we really make sure that we're 
we're kind of respecting the tradition by explaining how to use it, explaining the tradition to people and just making sure that when we're using sage that we're smoke cleansing in a more ritualistic way. So it's just being mindful with that, with that process and kind right. of really understanding, understanding the roots and being, being respect, respectful of them as well. And, you know, kind of considering the fact that Native Americans have actually waited years to be able to legally actually burn sage and then here we are um just burning it willy-nilly so it's kind of really about being mindful having a mindful approach to it yeah i think that's a valid point of view it's a tricky difficult situation but it's true like in movies and stuff you you, you know it's like oh my god girls i just broke up with tom we gotta sage yeah. everything it's like yeah. well do you? <laughs> Do you? Okay, so your business is going great, even through all of this COVID stuff. What kind of bigger plans do you have to scale the business? Or do you actually want to just keep it like community based as it is now? Well, to be honest, I mean, this year has been a complete whirlwind. So as it has for pretty much everybody, <laughs> we opened actually this weekend last year on Broadway Market. So that was a huge, huge um, stepping stone for us. And I couldn't have imagined that in a couple of months we'd be closing the store and we'd have to leave. So it's kind of, this year has just been so crazy because we've, I think early on in the lockdown, it was really stressful. Um, I was lose, I knew I was gonna lose that property. I still had to pay, pay the rent, which is extortionate. And um, I was just like, shit we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to fold the company it was it was it was that bad actually I did a surrender spell with um Semra with Mama Moon and just decided to kind of let go of of everything and just surrender to whatever was going to be happening I couldn't do anything about it the situation I was in and from that moment it honestly started things just started to like click um and that's when I started going forth with the new property and so spent most of lockdown negotiating on that and so now and then we started all of the digital events which I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for, for lockdown we always talked about it I think it's the same with everybody that you speak to in wellness it's like yeah it's something I used to think about but then we'd never get around to doing it um so where I'm at now I kind of feel like it's none of it is what was planned <laughs> so I'm a bit like oh god I, I don't really know what's next now because it's like I, I just need to see how it goes with the with the, with the new shop but I think um we'll be developing some more new products I think and we'll be kind of yeah just seeing how it goes I think on Broadway mm -hmm. Market because it's so touch and go with this the, sh the closures like if we have to go into the lockdown in January yeah. then I'm gonna have to just kind of weather that storm a little bit but it's um yeah I'm just gonna stay completely open to wherever my path might go <laughs> That seems like a good and wise idea. Now, I was just sat here thinking about a similarity you and I have, which is that our hobbies became our business. Yes. Do you ever sit around and think, fuck these crystals, all these spells, <laughs> I'm over it, because the business side Honestly. of it is so stressful? Have you yeah. lost a bit of passion for the hobby? Itself? Yeah, totally. This happened. This is why I have to keep um, my sound healing and Reiki just for me because I have to keep it completely separate because there's elements where if I don't it'll just feel like work so that's kind of where I've really made that conscious effort to like separate separate the two and I don't have loads of crystals I have one or two that I work with at any one time 
and then if I want to spend some time with shitloads of crystals then I can do in the shop I try to kind of not let the two worlds merge too much it's it's quite difficult. It is really tricky because I have the same problem, which is like about beauty, for instance. It's like mm. people are like, Do you still even really like beauty? And I'm like, Well, <laughs> yeah, it's really sometimes hard. it's it's changing a lot, I would say, because it's just been so long. But you know, I for instance love skincare. So mm. I have that same sort of situation that you have with sound healing and all that. Like I have my time for my skincare. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And baths, that's like another huge thing that I'm so passionate about. And yeah, it's about finding those things that those little kind of things that you're like, oh yeah, that's the core of why I like this so much. Yes. Um, But you know, if you have a passion and you want to turn it into a business, would you recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I would. Apart from with like my jewelry, for instance, that was my passion. And that soon when I started doing bigger orders and doing wholesale and I had no hands left and I was like oh my god I can't do this anymore and so that's when I started shifting more into SLC and I was like well everyone's more into the crystals anyway so I kind of had to pause from the jewelry and it was really sad because I I lost I totally lost that love for it however now uh, I've started bringing it back again and I'm just not throwing myself into it as much so I've got um, working with uh, another couple of jewelers in my workshop who kind of um, I do the designs and they help to make them so it's kind of really I've still got the love basically but Mm -hmm. I think it's when you're like really putting all the pressure on yourself and you're kind of that's when you really do sort of lose it but it'll come back again it does come back it ebbs and it flows but it's true it's like we have this idea of success of like okay if I if this is going to be successful I need to have 20 stores my jewelry needs to be in every single store on the high street whatever else but what is so wrong about having something more concentrated and meaningful and you know you're still making a decent living from like, why does it have to be so big? I, I feel like COVID has kind of brought that back a little bit. Definitely, definitely. Like, for me, this this year as well, it's about, like, what I was talking about earlier about, um, you know, not everything being about kind of the money side of things. So it's going to be a huge focus in 2021 on, the, um, on Crystal Clear and how we can kind of yeah. really make some, like, big, take some big steps with that, really, and make some big changes. So it's kind of the, it's still transforming lives, but it's transforming and transforming lives on the ground in the mines. So yeah. Kind of... I mean, it, it's hard though, because at the end of the day, it, you do still have a business to run and you have employees yeah. and you have overheads and you yeah. have you know, all this shit, like you have to make money, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, okay, it's a priority and it is probably the number one priority. So I can carry yeah. on doing this thing, yeah. but also let's just level it out a little bit. I, yeah. I agree. I totally Definitely. see where you're coming from. Okay. So someone's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, I don't know what the hell these two are talking about. What do I do? How do I start? What if I want to do something just to dip, like literally just like dip my toe into this crazy wellness world? I think guided meditations are always something that's really really good I mean I actually do a lot of like silent meditations and rather than the rather than guided but I think if you're new if you if you're new to this world then either guided or sound healing which can be quite kind of passive and it's a really good way to just kind of you know deepen your practice go inward and really sort of um 
dip your toes in a little bit and see what it's see what it's all about and because you can do it on zoom you can do so many sessions on zoom like there's so many um yoga studios meditation spaces where you can do these events and it's a good way to just to start I, I would agree. And I would say that my wellness journey began when I did yoga for the first time. Mm, yeah. Yoga, uh, oh Lord, it changed my life. I feel like the connection to breath is kind of like mm. the beginning of how I was started to really understand intuition. And I heard someone, it might've even been my yoga teacher this morning say that, no, it was my Ayurvedic doctor. <laughs> Amazing. I'm really on, on this path, but she said that breath is main connection we have from the outside world to the inside world because it takes outside in and brings it oh, inside amazing, out. Yeah. And, you know, visualization, like they do that sometimes in guided meditation where it's yeah. like, imagine a yellow, a color, I always imagine yellow, uh, a colored <laughs> of, of air and you're breathing it in and you're breathing it out and that visualization yeah. and, and that connection. So I totally agree. I think meditation is kind of the, the first place to begin but your website is another good place to begin oh, yeah my website <laughs> obviously crystal so crystals have been like my my journey really um and just using them as a focus point for meditation so so many people are kind of like i can't meditate i don't know how to meditate i try but my mind wanders and yeah i'm not doing it right and i mean firstly there's there's no way to not do to not kind of do it right because every every time that you make an attempt to meditate or that every time you're giving it a go, you're getting further on your path towards kind of it becoming start something that you're integrating into your life. With crystals, you can really um, use them even in the most basic of, of ways by just thinking about how it feels in your hand. So using them as something to bring you into the present because when we meditate, we're, it's all about you know, being in the present and um, going inwardly. And so if you use that crystal to kind of really think about how it feels, think about, is it hot or cold? And every time your mind wanders and you're thinking about, oh, no, that email or whatever it might be, um, just keep bringing your attention back to the crystal. And that's quite a good um, way, to, way to start, really, like quite a basic way. Why is it so important to meditate? It just completely helps to clear our mind. And it's kind of something that's been, it's, you know, it's an ancient practice that's been practiced for well I mean there's actually arguments I think out there on where it kind of really derives from there's so many different types of meditation you can do from like um yeah there's loads of different teachers exactly tm and there's all sorts but you just have to find what feels right to you and again it's about leaning into that intuition to really let your intuition um guide you with it um some people prefer using like having aids like the gong or um, crystal singing bowls because it can really help them to meditate in a more passive way um, but it's really about kind of really calming the mind basically and mm. trying to and that sounds like so <laughs> that's not easy <laughs> basically but it's it's about building it up as well so it's kind of having those moments and having those building ritual into your routine and really kind of having those moments that are just for you it's 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 self it's self-care meditation is your own personal um self-love i suppose in a way yeah. as well I think those terms like self-care, self-love and whatever else, they get thrown around like so mm -hmm. willy-nilly, like nobody even knows what the fuck they mean anymore. And like, I honestly don't really either, but I am starting to understand it's prioritizing you. And yeah. that is so 
difficult. Like I have realized that nothing in my life is for me. I mean, can I get an amen? Because I know that people listening (laughs) feel the same. Like I'm, what am I doing for me really? You know, and you know, things like journaling that is literally only for you. Yeah. I I need to be back on my journaling thing. And, and it's also not about having guilt about it either. Like I'm not yet mad at myself for saying I haven't been journaling, but it's more just like realizing I have not been making myself a priority in any way. Yeah. So let's bring it back. You know, it's like a constant sort of like realignment, I think is what this whole wellness thing is about. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, reflection as well. So if you are journaling, then one of the most powerful things you can do within that is to kind of reflect on where you've been and that can kind of give you that motivation to continue. Cause you know, you might be like, Oh my God, look at that. Like six months ago, I was saying this, this, and this, and I don't even think that anymore, but now I've, I've sorted that problem out and now it's, but it can kind of, or maybe there was something you were manifesting back then that has happened and you've forgotten that you were even doing that. And so it can really, it can really help you um, stay in the flow by journaling, but then also reflecting and mm. using like the moon cycles to, to help you with that reflection as well. Oh, this whole moon cycles thing is just <laughs> like stressing me out. It's like, I don't know what the hell went down, but there was a full moon or something the other day. I was one crazy mofo and oh, yeah. like, it's, I know Tamara's got her book and everything, but I think you're right. These moon cycles are also come into play. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about how hormones. And then your mental cycles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're journaling, right, something that I've been doing recently, which I'm over the past year or so, and it's, I found it really, really helpful is kind of journaling my own menstrual cycle with in, in line with the moon and my own, and just noting down my emotion on that day and how I feel. And it's so interesting because, um, on a full on a, every full moon I, I feel completely different and it's because of where I am in my cycle and there's a real pattern there now but it it helps you really understand yourself and your own emotions and it's like oh my god I'm not going crazy right now it's like I'm meant to be like that because it says so because every month this is what happens and it just reminds you or if you're ovulating and it's a full moon then you're like really in an amazing place for creative expression so that's like okay let's like do this shit and you can really kind of plan your time a little bit in accordance with the moon and your mental cycle I mean there's so much you can do I mean I feel like you kind of lost me a while ago because (laughs) I just I'm such a realist but also like I I totally also get it because you know I I look outside and I look at the moon and I'm like oh damn something's happening I don't might not understand what is happening so that's a maybe a good place to start is to kind of journal it and see where your cycle is but tell me the truth Jill do you go outside on the full moon and howl at it? I want to know. No, I don't. I don't. I, do you know what? I, I, the full moons, I'm like so introvert. Like I don't even join our own full moon ceremonies at SLC. I just always feel um, that, again, they're just times for me, the full moon. It's that kind of, I always feel quite kind of, quite often feel quite emotional and I've just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a time that I need to go inwardly a little bit and kind Very of. Very emotional. I agree. Are guys getting this too? Or is this just like female centric almost in a way? I feel like it's men is female centric a lot. I'm of telling it. you, these guys, it's like <laughs> sometimes I wonder what like what it must be like to not feel all these things all the time. <laughs> I know. 
I know. Like my partner is so Chris, he is so kind of chilled and calm and then it just sees me doing all this talking about all this crazy stuff and like then being like, Oh, it's full moon, I feel like this and da, da, da. and he's just like so chilled and calm with it all and he's like, Okay, all right, yeah, baby, all right. <laughs> In a way, like to be like one of our boyfriends, you know, sometimes I say to other my other girlfriends, like, are you are you like me? Like, how are your partners dealing with all of this and yeah. whatever else? And all my girlfriends are like, yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I'm like really moody. I'm this, I'm that. Sometimes I snap. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's true. It's like these guys are just kind of sitting back. I mean, I don't even think they're on edge, but yeah. you know, they're probably thinking, what is she going to throw at me next? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And before we go, I just wanted to talk a bit more about manifestation because yeah. we haven't really spoken about it, but yeah. It, boiled down is manifesting basically like setting a goal for yourself and focusing on it yeah yeah so it is it's painting a picture of what it is that you what it is that you want and it's visualizing it and it's thinking about it in the future tense as well so it's thinking about it when it's happened and really really seeing yourself in in that situation but but you've really got to kind of feel it in your gut it's like it's it clicks when it feels right I feel okay so it's not so much like in two years time I'm gonna have 10 million pounds in the bank yeah no unless you read the secret and you want to write a check on you <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um it, not really I think you have to be realistic with it with, with it it's not kind of the it's not like a this magic um it's like when we talk about the crystals it's you doing the work right it, it's not this it's not right. Okay. I want all this look. I want to win all this money, have all this money in a year. And yeah, you might get, you might be able to get it, but you have to make, you have to make the steps. Yeah. You have to plan it out. You have to figure out how it's going to get there, but it's, it's use, it's combining your own consciousness and your own um, kind of wishes and willing to your, the actions that you take. So it's the two things together. It's the, your consciousness and those actions that can kind of really yeah. help you. Something along that vein that's really clicked with me recently is someone, I can't even remember too. I talked to so many people as I'm sure you do. I'm, I don't even know who said this, but they said, you think a lot about the things you don't want in your life. You yeah. don't want to be stressed. You don't want to live in this situation. You don't want to work in this way. You don't yeah. want to eat junk food. Okay. What do you want? What does your ideal life look like realistically? You know, and I think that's also part of manifesting. It's like, you can't get the things you want if you don't admit to yourself, those are the things you want. Yeah, exactly. And also the mind doesn't really hear, it doesn't really hear the negatives as well. So every time you're saying things like, I don't want to be stressed, it's just hearing stress, stress. That's mm. kind of, it's having the opposite having the opposite effect really that makes a lot of sense because i swear to god i'm just like stress 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 stress, stress all the time and, and go with the manifesting as well just going back to the moon thing <laughs> um so what we what i actually i actually but i think i've manifested the new store on broadway market because we in lockdown on lockdown was the full moon in aries was when the lockdown the first lockdown hit and I like pulled the tower card, tower card. And I was just like, oh my God, this is all like going to come crumbling down. It's all shit. And then like I said to you, I did the whole kind of surrender thing and was like, right, yeah, I'm going to really, I decided I was going to start on this new path. And I looked, I journaled it all, all the way through. And then when it got to the full moon 
so that was the new moon in Aries started setting those intentions. It got to the full moon in Aries and um, the opening date for the store kept slipping back and, and it was meant to open in August and it didn't. And I was like, oh my God, what's, is it ever going to happen? And then I realized it was the Aries full moon and we decided to do the opening then. And it'd been that whole six months of manifesting. Tamara talks about, you know, set the intentions on the, on the new moon and then allow six months of journaling and six months of kind of really allowing that to kind of bed in that intention and working on it and taking action on it and then see where you are when it gets to the full moon for the Aries. So like, and I'm an Aries moon as well. So it kind of felt really important for me that that, that it happened in that, it happened in that way. That's really cool. So journaling is key for you by the sounds of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jill. I learned a lot about your journey and your story. And it's always interesting to hear people's opinions on wellness because I just, I think sometimes it can get a bad reputation. Like we're all just kind of like, this is a cure all thing for this, but it's just being more conscious, I think. Yeah, exactly. Be more conscious, be tuning into what your own personal needs are. Everyone's path's completely different everyone's needs are completely different and what's right for one person is not necessarily right for you so it's just about really tuning into that and kind of finding the finding the community or finding um this the practice that works that works for you absolutely where can people find you jill if they want to learn more about slc so slc underscore london on instagram or our website is she'slostcontrol.co.uk Perfect. Oh, find us on 74 Broadway Market in London. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Estee Lalonde Show. If you'd like to keep up to date with all of our new episodes, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Estee Lalonde Show. If you want to be extra nice and support the show, then you can leave us a rating as well. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.